Welcome to the Shakeout Podcast. I'm your host, Kate Van Buskirk. This week, Canadian Running Web Editor Maddie Kelly and I bring you all the excitement and results from the track, roads, and trails. This is The Rundown. Maddie, I feel like a celebrity. I know. A celebrity in my own mind. We got paparazzi. We got paparazzi. We have one, not one. Not one, but two cameras on us today. So you can't one for each. One for each, yes. And then you also have a camera on your computer, and I have a camera on my phone, so it's kind of like four, because I think there's always someone watching. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the government's definitely tuning into the rundown. You didn't even put the little piece of tape on yours. I have it on my home computer. Mm. I figure if they really want to watch me edit audio, I'm all right with that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're trying something new today. Mm-hmm. Listeners, go check out the... Canadian running YouTube channel where you will find a video recording of this episode. Very exciting. You get to actually see what we look like. I always Mm. wondered that there's some uh, podcasts that I listen to and I'm like, what do these people look like? Oh yeah, true. I always thought that about authors. Like when I was reading books as a kid, I wanted to know what those people looked like. Yeah. And then the the little tiny picture that you find in the jacket usually doesn't do it justice. No, it's true. Yeah. Got to find more candid shots. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Um, so before we started today, after the craziness of last week, Mm -hmm. I said to you, man, we're not going to have as much to talk about this week. And then I started putting together the script for this episode and boy, was I wrong (laughs) because there is a lot. There's always stuff to talk about. There's always stuff, even when track is not in session. Crazy. Crazy. Well, there was a little bit of quasi track when we get down to our trail section, which I know is a weird mashup, but it's anyway, a mixed breed. It is a mixed breed. Mm-hmm. TTR, baby. <laughs> but we'll start with one of the R's, the road. The Frankfurt Marathon took place over the weekend, and it was exciting. Yeah. There were some great results. From a Bekele. From not a Bekele. that Bekele. Not the Bekele. Bekele. Yes. So this one is Fiker Bekele. I think I'm saying his name correctly, and if I am, that's a badass name. It and I wish really my name cool. was Fiker. We still need, I still need to do my best running names article. Right. Yeah. There's a lot. What was what was the woman that we really liked? Work Worknesh. Worknesh, yeah. That's but it's good. this kid at Offset, Joe Fast. Joe Fast. Which sounds like you're just saying like any guy. Fast. Like Joe Blow. Yeah. Except fast. He's, he's like the people's champion. Right. Joe Fast. <laughs> we gotta have him on. I'll try and I'll try and hunt him down. You should. If you this, just catch this, him. Yeah, this strange woman walking up to him in the middle of like a golf course. Like Joe Fast, <laughs> is that you? I'm sure it wouldn't be the first time. His name has garnered him lots of attention. Probably. Anyway, getting back to old Fiker over here. Fiker Bekele won the Frankfurt Marathon in 207.08. And this was a really exciting finish because second was 207.10 and third was 207.12. So talk about a sprint to the finish line. Love a marathon sprint finish because they're working so hard, but they're not going that fast. Yeah. Well, still a lot faster than most of us. It's true. Um, on the women's side, Valerie Jamelli of Kenya won in two nineteen ten, and she won by quite a sizable margin. We're seeing a lot of is sub it crazy that I marathons. see two nineteen ten now for a woman? I go whatever. Not that fast, I know. After that, two fourteen oh four. If a Canadian woman ran like two nineteen, I think I would die. <laughs> yeah, this it's is gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But like, this is insanely fast. But that women's world record just completely skews how you see yes. these times now, which yeah. isn't fair. Valerie, you're amazing, right? But 
and has and, changed things. And to do it relatively solo, because again, she won by, I think, about two minutes, which is pretty remarkable. But I got to say, okay, so overall men's and women's finishers, winners, great. You say queso and think of the cheese. Queso? Oh, queso, yeah. <laughs> the problem is by the time we do this podcast, it's the end of the day and we're both really hungry. Um, but the story of the Frankfurt Marathon has to be this Guinness World Record. It's bonkers. It is absolutely bonkers. So we're talking about the combined world record time for two people. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they take So this was a father-son duo. Mm-hmm. And they tried to smash the Guinness half world record yeah. uh, not that long ago and were unsuccessful. They just narrowly missed it. So they decided to up the ante and try the full marathon. So basically what happens is both men ran the marathon at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then the culmination of their two times put together is what garnered them the world record. So they ran a combined 4.59.22, smashing the old record by two minutes and 50 seconds. But here's how it broke down, which is so much more impressive. The combo is a Irish uh, father-son duo named Tommy and Ian Hughes. Tommy is 59. He was a 1992 Olympic marathoner. He ran a PB of 2.15 in the day. But at 59 years old, Maddie, he ran 2.27 just gonna let that sink in. Two twenty-seven fifty-two over the weekend. Mm, I can't 59. believe it. I know that's nuts. Uh, and his son uh, Ian ran two thirty-one thirty. Still a great time, but he's getting his butt kicked by his old <laughs> by man. By his dad, I know. He's thirty-four. His dad's fifty-nine. The cool thing is, these guys are going to be, of course, thirty-five and sixty next year. And mm-hmm. next year is the World Masters Championships here in Toronto. Oh, very cool. Right? So are they going to do it? Yeah. Oh, they're that's do it. awesome. And they're both, well, he's not, uh, sorry, Ian isn't, but Tommy's going to try to obliterate the M60 world record in the marathon. And if he can run sub 230 at 60 years old or in his 60s, he thinks, it's unofficial, but he thinks he'll become the first human to have run sub 230 in five consecutive decades of his life. <laughs> Like, what are we even doing? <laughs> I don't know. Why did I even come to work today? I, I, yeah. That's that's truly nuts. It is truly nuts. Really cool. So way to go, Tommy and Ian. That is a fabulous result. At the Valencia Half Marathon, Yamith Kajelcha won in a PB of 59.05. Hotly pursued by second and third, who ran 59.07 and 59.09. That's a really fast half marathon. Really fast and kind of really similar to the result from Frankfurt, where there were two seconds in between first and second and in between second and third. Uh So again, sprint finishes. Uh Of course, Kajelcha is coming off of his silver medal at the World Championships 10,000 meter from only three weeks ago. Kajelcha is like the only NOP athlete who hasn't seemingly cracked since... That's true. um, Mr. Salazar. Mr. Salazar cracked. Cracked. Yes, he did. Which is interesting because even like Safan Hassan has said that she's felt like pretty distraught. Right. Which makes sense. I think that's a very normal reaction totally when your coach served a four-year ban now speaking of safan Mm -hmm. she was going to go after the women's half marathon world record and by all indications given that she ran uh 10,000 meter 1500 double for the win at the world championships capable capable yeah Yeah. um but she had did you watch the video of this she had a hard fall Yeah, that's a really hard fall she's also like there's a long way to go for her like she's not a short woman 
No, no, for sure. Yeah. 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 It's, it's a hard fall to the ground. Yeah. Um, it looks like she got like clipped from behind. I think she was in a pack. She was kind of near the front of it. Mm-hmm. But the scary thing when you watch this and it's on our website, so you could sh- check it out. But when she falls, she almost like immediately curls into the fetal position because there's like 15 people behind her. Yeah. And she could have gotten trampled and she ends up getting up and finishing second despite this. But it didn't look fun. She like skidded across the pavement. Okay. Um. I would love to be able to fall, skid across the pavement, have to recollect myself, and still run a 105.53. Is 105.53 the second fastest women's half marathon of all time? It's up there for sure. No, because she finished second overall. Oh, okay. Like, she was second woman. Oh, okay. Yeah. But when... Who ran the... Someone ran a 104 earlier this year, and that would have been the world record. That's right. But for the fact it was a point-to-point. So this is for sure still one of the fastest marathons. It was... Half marathons ever. Oh, yeah, Cos guy. Yeah. It was Cos guy. Bridget yeah. Cos guy. Yep. That all checks out. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Crazy. And finally, at the Marine Corps Marathon, this is a good feel-good story. Michael Wardian ran his first ever marathon in 1996 at the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. He lives in D.C. Mm-hmm. He is an ultra specialist, but ever since he ran his first marathon, his dream has been to win it. Mm-hmm. And so he's like heartbreakingly narrowly missed it Mm -hmm. so many times he's come second he's come third a whole bunch and this year they finally i think kind of heard his cries and instituted a 50k distance and he demolished it oh perfect it was amazing he ran 311.52 which by the way is a 350 per kilometer average for 50k yeah it's pretty good (laughs) it's pretty good not so bad um, and just because, you know, we talk about this all the time, but ultra runners are totally nuts. Not only did he run this 50 K over the weekend, he is now hopping on a plane to go to Asia. He's going to run the Hoka One One marathon in Hong Kong this coming weekend. Yeah. Then he's doing the Athens marathon on November 10th. And then he's flying back to New York to do the NYRR 60 K on the 17th of this month of November. That just feels like a hamstring cramp. I, I can know. feel my body getting tight after a 50 K getting on a plane to Asia. Well, that's it. It's not just the distances. It's the distance covered and getting from race to race. Ooh. Bonkers. Not my thing. <laughs> but kudos. But kudos. Yeah. Way to go, Mike Wardian. We're really happy for you. On to the cross-country course. There were a lot of things that happened that made sense to me, and then there were a few things that surprised me. The McGill women beating the Laval women, the yeah, 2018 champions. From? They're going to be really, really legit. Like, they are they have a real chance of podiuming. Like, that Laval women's team, it's a serious group of ladies. Yeah. And they beat them. Yeah. So cool. Big surprise, eh? Big surprise. The Calgary men were not a surprise. They no. were strong, obviously. The, the, the Laval men, also not a surprise, also very strong. The Dalhousie men were better than I thought they would be. They mm. beat St. FX. So question for you. Mm-hmm. With the teams that had upsets, were many of them kind of like holding back some of their top athletes? You know how like Lou Stafford didn't race until yeah. this weekend? From, Was that the case? From what I saw, people ran their people. And also, you have to. You have to race OUs. There's a rule about racing. If you're going to race CIs if you're gonna race C- or U sports. sport. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I need to fact check myself on that. Okay. But you have to have, maybe it's you have to have raced twice in the preseason uh, gotcha. to race U sport or you have to race OU to race U sport because okay. you had to race this weekend. Right. Otherwise she was ineligible for two weeks from now. Gotcha. I believe that's the rule. Okay. Okay. But yeah, most teams ran their best people. Danielle Jocinette 
dropped out of the race at OUA. She's a Guelph oh. runner. And I wonder if she was in shape to finish. She's had injury issues. That's why she didn't finish. But I wonder if she had, they might have given Queens a run for their money. I think that hmm. Guelph women's team, if they can get everyone to the line. Yeah. If they could stage an upset. This McGill team is really strong. UBC women, also very strong. They ran a bunch of women who they hadn't run yet this year at the okay. Can West Championships. So all of this is to say that I have no idea who's going to win nationals. That makes it so exciting. It makes it really exciting. There's a bunch of teams who could do it. I think Queens is still the favorite, but they're no longer a lock, like I thought earlier. Mm -hmm. um, on the men's side, I would still say Calgary is my favorite. They're probably the closest thing we've got to a given. Yeah. Okay. But there are other very strong teams. It's They're not untouchable, but I think that's where I would put my money right now is still the Calgary men. And when are you sports? Two weeks from now. Two weeks from now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Coming up. I know. It's coming up fast. Cross-country season always goes by so quickly. It does. I, it, it kind of really cements where we are in the fall, given that it is almost November. Mm -hmm. But uh, listeners, go check out Maddie's awesome weekly roundup, the across-the-country cross-country results, where she brings you all of the updates. You going to do predictions? Should we do predictions next week? Next week will be predictions. Okay. Next week will be predictions when I've looked at these results even more closely. Listeners, if you are a U-sport athlete or a fan of U-sport athletes or a parent and you want to weigh in, send us your predictions. Yeah. I don't even Maybe care. Maybe we'll have a prediction contest. I don't contest. care if they're a little zany. You know what I would yeah. actually love? If everyone just sent me their dark horse pick. Perfect. I don't, I don't want to know who you think is a shoe-in because we all know who we think is a right. shoe-in. I want to know who you who your dark horse is. Okay, that's, that's our call I to want. action this week. Send Maddie slash Canadian running your dark horse picks and we will uh, read can, them on the air. Yeah, DM us on Twitter, on Insta, email. Yep, there's send us smoke signals. Kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Last four digits withheld. <laughs> Finally, on to the trail. So our first trail result is not really trail, but it's ultra. So we're going to call it trail. It doesn't really fit into a category, a category we usually have. No. In fact, if anything, it's track, which is weird. Yeah. So we're talking about the 24 hour world championships in Albi, France. Um, and this sounds like we talk about forms of torture a lot on this show. And the funny thing is, Maddie, they're usually in the trail section. For example, one of Kate's notes for this story is puked twice, rallied. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like what you say at 2 a.m. at a kegger. Right. Yep. No, and you know what? That would be a great article. How ultra, ultra races and keggers are very similar. Or a college party and an ultra race. The similarities. Oh, I know what I'm doing tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's Brilliant. really fun. The food you eat is very similar. Very similar. The response that your body has. What you look like after the fact. There's a lot. There's a lot. Oh, my God. Post-race or drunk. Oh, yes. Photos. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> this is our um rundown slash brainstorming session <laughs> anyway this 24-hour race so it's pretty it's basically what it sounds like it's how many kilometers you can cover in 24 hours mm -hmm. the issue with this that makes it sound like a form of torture in my opinion is that it's on a 1500 meter loop and Woof. uh we'll we'll attach a picture of this loop because it's on a track here maddie have you seen this no, I haven't. Uh, so okay. it, it, it's on a track, a 400 meter outdoor track, but it also ends up going out off track around what looks like a soccer field and then mm -hmm. back onto the track. Okay. But you're doing these really tight turns the whole time. Yeah, it's and like I, 
at least two hairpin turns. Yeah, I would think you would not only get dizzy, but I mean, I feel like my body's beat up after running like a 5,000 meter on the track going the same direction for 15 minutes. I can't imagine. But at least this means that each of your legs are equally destroyed because you're running in multiple directions. That's true. That's true. That's maybe why they did that. So like your inside leg just like didn't need to be removed. So you're not always just turning left. That is a good point. Anyway, looks horrifying. Results were fantastic. Camille Heron ultra runner extraordinaire was the first woman in a new world record. She broke her own world record. She ran in 24 hours, 270.116 kilometers, eight kilometers more than when she set this world record last year. 270 K. I can't even imagine. halfway to Pembroke. So I'd be so curious because we didn't really hear this from her, but like, did she sleep at all? I would assume no. Or do you like take a little 10 minute cat nap? I think they usually just kind of barrel through. Yeah. Well, this is where I wrote puked twice and rallied because yeah. that's how she described her race. Yeah. Um, she just said she really wanted to break her own record. She dug deep and it, it she pulled it off. She helped Team USA take the team title. In fact, Team USA took both the men's and women's overall titles in this 24-hour race. Congrats, Camille Heron. Congrats, Camille Heron. The men's division was won by Lithuanian Alexander Sorokin in 278.9 kilometers. <laughs> and um lots That's of fantastic not even that much further than camille eh? no it's i know ak further but we talk about this all the time yeah. how the longer the distance the closer the the sex divisions come it's pretty cool to see javelina i was about to call her javelina so yeah. that's not a lady that's a race <laughs> it could be a it could be a lady <laughs> i was about to introduce javelina hundred <laughs> our arizonian ultra runner <laughs> This could we can be, personify yeah, the well, courses. This is, this is like Paris 2024 Olympic logo, how they like personified oh, yeah. her to be like, the Paris Olympic logo gets up in the morning and takes a drag <laughs> on a cigarette as she watches the man from the night before exit out her door. She then walks down the street to have a black coffee with a croissant. <laughs> the Paris Olympic logo doesn't look when she crosses the street because she's so confident. Like it was like this whole Maddie, thing. That delivery was superb. Well Thank done. You. I spent a lot of time reading it on Twitter. I thought it was really funny. It is funny. Havelina 100 is a race, not a lady. Gosh, Kate, yeah, pay sorry. attention. My bad. It was the 17th annual running of the event, made up of five 22.3-mile loops. And Canadian Mallory Richard and Ryan Shepard earned their spot on the podium against some of the speediest ultra runners in North America, both placing third in their division. And this also earns them a spot at Western States. Big deal. Big deal. Yeah. So, and this is fun because Havelina 100 is always this time of year. So it's sort of billed as like the Halloween race. Mm -hmm. So the thing is people start, it starts in the darkness. Okay. And, um, as most hundred milers do. And so people, when it's cooler in Arizona in late October, in the early, early morning, people start in like fabulous costumes. And then it's just like shedding layers and crazy hats and boas and stuff as the heat starts ramping up. So I think it's like you get more and more naked lap by lap, Gotcha. but it sounds like a giant party in the desert. It would also be really cool if they like started on October 31st. And then they shed their Halloween costumes by November 1st. That would like, be cool. Because if we're talking about, you know. Yeah. It was Halloween. Now it's not. Right. Anyway, Havelina, just an idea. <laughs> not telling you. <laughs> not telling you what to do with your race. Finally, the 14th annual Annapurna Trail Marathon took place in Nepal over the weekend. And Monsieur Kilian Journet, of course, won. He's taking a little step away from 
while a temporary step away from fatherhood. You never really step away from that. But he's I a new you were father. About to say trail running. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, no. It's 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 a trail run. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the final event in the Golden Trail World Series. It's an actual marathon. It's forty-two kilometers. However, it gains over thirty-five hundred meters in elevation throughout the course it's incredibly technical but it also sounds like most trail races like it's absolutely beautiful Mm -hmm. it runs along mountain ridges and through tiny uh, nepalese villages gorgeous killian not only won but he set a new course record of four hours 45 minutes and five seconds so this really speaks to i mean he's one of the best distance runners in the world and Mm -hmm. he ran an almost five hour marathon it shows how how challenging it was yeah um, and the first woman was Judith Wider in 5.42.03. Way to go, guys. Killer. Killer. So stay tuned. Well, we have the New York City Marathon this weekend. We do have the New York City Marathon this weekend. Give us the rundown, Maddie. Not much of a Canadian contingent due to our little things we called the Olympic trials that were so exciting. So exciting. And also worlds. Right. So if Canadians were running a fall marathon, it was really one of those two mm-hmm. things. But the American race will be super exciting because the window is still open for the Americans to achieve standard for either the Olympics or for their upcoming trials. Right. Because you could still, you got three months. Yeah. In theory, you could you, do two. You could do two. Yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, especially if you have to, like, especially if you, you have, have to. So unlike, I would imagine you would do like a shorter build into the trials. Yes, I would think this is almost like a double dip on your fitness. Situation. Yeah, yeah. There is a standard to qualify for the trials to try to qualify for the Olympics. So you mm-hmm. actually have to qualify for the U.S. Olympic trials. Do you yes, know what you the do. qualifying standards are? I do. I just looked them up. It's 237 for the women and 215 for the men. So it's world champs okay. standards. Gotcha. And then that's the A standard. And the B standard is 245 for the women and 219 for the men. Okay. I imagine you get in with either. Or maybe it's like 2B1A. Yeah, yeah. The way you used to qualify for the Olympics right. before they got rid of all that. Got it. jumbo. So there's going to be a whole lot of talent on the New York start line this weekend. Mm-hmm. Allie Kiefer's racing again. That's right. We First haven't time seen anything in a long time. from her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She said short build didn't go that well, but she thinks it was a blessing in disguise. Oh. Any predictions there? Um, Sarah Hall very Ah. interested in because she just raced chicago or did you not no she raced berlin sorry she raced raced berlin Berlin. oh yeah so i don't know what her plan is because berlin new york olympic trials olympic trials that's a lot of marathons in a very short period of time in like seven months Uh uh-huh wow so maybe she's not on the start line but if she is on the start line I'm so interested to see what she runs right. and like what she's got up her sleeve because that's kind of a bananas plan. Totally. But anyway, that's uh, that's a story I'm interested in. I'm interested in Allie Kiefer and uh, Des Linden. Des, you well, never yeah, count Des out of anything. Count Des out. She's yeah. great. Her Twitter's great. If you haven't taken a scroll through Des's feed, do it. Yeah, it's worthwhile. Definitely worth it. Also this weekend, sort of the other end of the spectrum, offs across country. There you go. The young guns. So we got professional road and we got high school cross. And you're going to be there. I am going to be there. Giving all the coverage. The great north. The great north of Sudbury. The big nickel. Is that what it's called? Yeah. That's where the big nickel is. Oh. It's literally a big nickel. Yeah, yeah. No, I've yeah. seen it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Kate is the big nickel. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> So stay tuned to runningmagazine.ca. Stay tuned to our Twitter, Insta, and Facebook pages. 
at Canadian Running at Shakeout Podcast. We will be bringing you all the results and updates from OFSA, New York, and everything else cool that's happening. Send me your dark horse picks for the week of October 28th. I'm Kate. And I'm Maddie. And happy Halloween. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>